If you want to keep your life in order, start giving importance to your hobbies. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Easier with a Friend. We are two friends who love to explore new hobbies and share them with each other. We are your hosts, Chi and Elaine. And today we're catching up on our favorite new hobbies and also discussing some others that sound interesting to us as well. Yep. Also, I think it's important to note that research shows that people with hobbies are less likely to suffer from stress, low mood, and depression. As a matter of fact, a study from the Society of Behavioral Medicine suggests that people who partake in leisure activities are less stressed and have fewer negative emotions. They even found that our heart rates are literally lower when we engage in our hobbies. So getting right to it, Chi, what is a favorite new hobby of yours that you've picked up? So this one I started right around the time that I moved into my current home, which is about a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. it started with me finding that someone was giving away a clipping of a golden pothos, which is one of those like hospital plants, because <laughs> a lot of time when you go visit someone in the hospital, you would give them one of these plants. They're super yes. easy to care for. They can live in water or soil. So someone in my neighborhood was giving away a clipping and I thought, hey, it's free. Why not? So that's how it started. And then the next thing I know, I was going to my local home improvement store and saw that they had a few plants in the clearance aisle because they were, I guess, struggling. And I really got them because I liked the pots they were in more so than (laughs) thinking that the plants would survive because I don't necessarily have a green thumb. And so I started rescuing these plants and then... I became more and more interested in figuring out how to take care of them, how to get them to survive once I brought them home. And that kind of sparked an interest in houseplants. And so now I have a collection of about 20 plants. And just to name a few, the blue star fern, the golden dust plant, the fiddle leaf fig, which is a favorite among people Mm -hmm. who are into home decor. I have a succulent fairy garden. I have a Sansevieria, which has been reclassified as a Dracaena, for those who are interested. And I have a Creeping Fig, and I just got a Hoya Carnosa Crimson Queen. I got a Norfolk Pine and a Raven ZZ plant, which I was eyeing for like six months at the store until finally... The lady was so kind to give me a discount and I was able to bring it home. (laughs) So I think the reason why I and a lot of millennials apparently are into houseplant is because of all the things you just named, right? It brings nature into your home. It gives you that ability to nurture something. It helps me personally de-stress. Mm-hmm. and improve my mood. It makes me feel happy when I'm doing houseplant chores. It makes me feel like I'm doing something for myself and not just another chore to take care of other people or my work. I think the other reason why I'm so into it is because I really like the aspect of how houseplants can become part of your home decor. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to find the right pot to match your plants and to find a good corner in your house for it. So it's not a hobby that 
you kind of have to find a room and lock it away. Although some people do have plant rooms. There are so many different type of houseplant collectors out there. And some of them, like I have 20, but there are people who have hundreds and even thousands of plants in their homes. And I myself am trying to have that balance because again, I consider myself an aspiring minimalist. And Mm -hmm. although it somewhat countered that logic to be collecting something when you're trying to be a minimalist. I don't feel like houseplants <laughs> cluttered my home, especially because I really don't have a lot of other house decorations. Right. The other reason why I really enjoy this particular hobby is because I tend to be kind of cheap, especially when it comes to spending money on myself. But mm-hmm. I do love feeling like I've gotten a bargain. And so when I go to the store and I see that something is marked down and it's on sale, even though I am spending money on something I don't need, right? And so I understand that there's a logic flaw there, but Mm -hmm. when I buy that plant, it makes me feel like I'm getting a bargain because it's on sale. But honestly, to be completely clear, when you buy a plant that's on sale, that's struggling, it may not survive. So you're not necessarily going to be saving money by buying that plant. But I I suppose it's that challenge of trying to nurture it back to full health is what I enjoy about it. So it may be slightly different from other people who are into houseplants where they're collecting rare plants. They're collecting plants that have unique variegation, which is like the coloring on the leaves. Mm -hmm. There are all different types of collectors out there. But for me, that's kind of how I'm approaching it. And I have to say that It's added so much to my life and to my mental health. So are there any tips or tricks that you've picked up? Because, you know, for some of our listeners, sometimes houseplants can be a very expensive hobby these days. I mean, I guess depending on plant size, but any tips or tricks you've learned about bringing them back from the brink where someone could go and spend, you know, less money, maybe rescuing a plant that is in danger of its life and bringing it back. Well, I actually don't have any really like 100% foolproof tips for rescuing a plant or saving it because a lot of time it may be too far gone for you to save it or some of the time it may be the case. That's why I have these rules with myself that I have to either really like the type of plant that it is or I really like the pot that is in because if the plant die, I still have the pot. (laughs) (laughs) So you still have something there and you're very, very correct that it it can be a very expensive hobby because even in terms of the pots, if you're looking for one that meets your aesthetics and fits into your decor and doesn't look like just a regular plastic pot, it can get very expensive. And so for me, when I buy a plant that's in a nice pot, really I'm getting a pot at a discount in hope that the plant will survive. Now, in terms of tips I have for how to get into this hobby without spending a gazillion dollar. And I myself have not bought a plant that is over, I think $20 is the most expensive one. And that's surprisingly is the snake plant that I got at Ikea, Uh which it's a great place to go find big plants for a little bit cheaper. And also Costco is another great place. If you want a, a plant that's a little bit more mature, they have it for a really great price. But most of my plants are smaller and I don't mind waiting for them to grow. I don't really have that much space to have huge plants in my house. So 
I don't mind getting a smaller plant and then letting it grow. But mm-hmm. the other thing you can do is to join a plant swap community. And there are a lot of those. You can find them on Facebook or just through whatever social media app that will connect you to your neighbors. I think definitely one of the biggest aspects of why a lot of people are into this is the community aspect. And like I said, the very first plant I brought into my home was just from a neighbor that was giving it away. So look for free plants on next doors and things like that, or at least people will be willing to give you a clipping and then you can go home and propagate that clipping and make it into a plant. So that's the wonderful thing too, is that you don't necessarily need to have a plant. You can sometimes just get a small clipping of that plant. And then if you pot it into water, it will then grow roots and then you can then pot it into soil. So that's another great way to do it. Although I have to say the thing about having houseplants is that you don't need that variegated $500 plant for it to give you all the benefit or the enjoyment. Mm. I have plants that are very common and very cheap. And I still feel like they give me all of that benefit without it being the most rare and hard to find plant out there. So especially if you're new and you're not sure how well you're able to take care of some of these plants, start with the things that are easier to take care of. The ZZ plants are easy. The snake plants are easy. Even the Hoya, Crimson Queen, they're a little bit more pricey in terms of starting price, but you can get a really small one for cheap and they are also relatively easy to take care of. They don't need a lot of water. They just need a little bit of sunlight and they do relatively well. Okay. I definitely think that plant keeping is something that seems up cheese alley. She's much more dedicated. I think the difference between us is whenever Chi finds something that she really loves or enjoys, she does stick with it versus I tend to want to try 10 different things at once. And then I might drop them all at once also because I didn't enjoy them. So some favorite new hobbies of mine, I think it would have to be a toss up between these last couple of years, I started doing more cake decorating. And also I've tried my hand at resin pouring. And those are definitely two new hobbies that I really enjoy. I think the issue is it's kind of like chi, right? I think because of the way we grew up and partly the way that I was taught in Asian frugality, (laughs) I don't go and decorate cakes for no reason. There are a lot of people who fall in love with cake decorating and then they will practice a lot, not even necessarily on real cake. They'll practice maybe on just like styrofoam, just decorating techniques and things like that, piping all the time. But even then it takes real cream. You actually have to go make buttercream to go pipe it again and again and again. I guess you could recycle it, you know, wipe it off the cake and do it. But I typically will only partake in the cake decorating when I actually have an occasion to use it for. So for family members' birthdays or any special occasions, I usually will make a cake and kind of get some practice in that way. My favorite new part of cake making is I started making sugar flowers and not like the traditional kind of sugar flowers that you remember from your 80s birthday cakes, the really really tough kind of definitely fake looking flowers. There are really amazing sugar flower artists out there that make 
sugar flowers, which look entirely realistic. And so that's kind of the, I guess, look that I tried to achieve. And of course, being very cheap, I didn't go and buy an entire professional set. I just started with as minimal tools as I could get away with. (laughs) But I really enjoy it. And so now I'm thinking of investing in a bigger flower making set because the other nice thing about sugar flowers is actually after you make them, as long as you keep them relatively dry and stuff, they last for a very, very long time. So it's something that I could literally make and they don't go bad and I could use it to decorate cakes later on. So it's something I could practice right now and I could use in future. So I think it helps me feel less like I'm wasting (laughs) that stuff. And it's funny because literally the reason I got into this hobby was to save money because, you know, you go out and get those professionally decorated cakes these days and they're like, oh yes, this little cake that serves 10 people is $95. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, all right, you're going to charge me this much for a nice cake. Then I'm going to just have to try to learn it myself. And it is something that I actually enjoy. And tips and tricks I've learned about this particular hobby is You really don't need a lot of expensive materials to start with. I don't have all the proper equipment, but a lot of times you can find something that's really similar or whatever that's already in your kitchen that you can maybe substitute and use. And of course, a lot of times when molding decorations and things like that, your fingers are your best friends. And that Amazon is really good for finding weird little cake supplies that you might need for very cheap. And here in Houston, we used to have a really, really cool decorating shop. The first time I went there, I was like, oh my gosh, they carry everything. They have all these tools. The sad thing is a lot of those are kind of dying out. The other place that I go to buy them is sometimes like Michael's, but Michael's cake tools are actually really expensive. They're really great quality, but they're very expensive. And so I usually wait for like a good Michael's coupon to go (laughs) do that. The other hobby I've gotten into a little bit in recent years is the resin pouring. And I really, really love doing the resin. I think that's partly because the final product usually when you do resin art is so pretty to me. It just looks so good. It gives you this real sense of accomplishment (laughs) when you come out with a product that you're just like, wow, I made this and it's really nice. Like I can put it somewhere in my house or I can use it as a coaster because there's all kinds of things now that you can make with resin and they sell resin molds to make, I mean, almost anything. So if you are on Instagram at all and you look at resin art, like people make resin dominoes, they make resin jewelry boxes, they make resin trays. So all kinds of things can be made out of resin these days. It's a very durable product. I will say that particular hobby is kind of expensive. And that's because the resin is expensive. So again, I don't do it all the time. I do it when I have something in mind that I either want for the house as decoration to make, or if there's someone specific that I feel like, oh, I could gift them something, maybe good for Christmas. So those are kind of the only times I practice that particular hobby. I haven't picked up a ton of tips and tricks on resin, but I will say that again, I do my best to start with minimal cost. So for resin, 
I think one of the major expenses other than the actual resin itself is the heat gun. So when you pour resin in order to get the bubbles out of it, so it's nice and clear when it dries, you have to heat it up with a heat gun so the bubbles will rise to the surface and pop, right? And they sell resin-specific heat guns. I happen to own a like the actual heat gun that you use as a tool, which is far more powerful than the heat gun that they generally sell for resin making. But I actually like it better because first of all, I think it works faster. You just have to watch the heat setting a little bit because obviously it's a lot stronger than the usual heat gun tool. So you don't want it to melt maybe the silicone mold or whatever that you're using. But I usually just flash it over real fast and it's totally fine. And it since it works faster than the normal resin gun anyway, it really just kind of gets everything done very fast. So that's definitely something I would recommend if you already have a heat gun at home, don't buy one. Well, I just want to make a point real quick on the two hobbies you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. I am not surprised at all to hear that you are now into cake decorating because (laughs) I remember when we were in high school at one point, I would come over to your house and you would be making a cake and trying out the new fondant icing on it and failing miserably, (laughs) but you were really the only friend I know who even knew what a fondant icing was at the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so that doesn't surprise me at all. That's very much you, Elaine. The resin thing is quite new. I've never heard you talk about it before, actually. So that's really interesting that you're now into that. Yep. Right. Chi, any hobbies that you would like to try and a reason that you'd like to try it? A hobby that I would like to try is actually related to a goal I've set for myself this year somewhat, is that I would like to join a book club. So when I was in school, I wasn't able to really have enough time to read for pleasure. I mostly read because there were textbooks and I was studying, but not really got to read to relax and for pleasure. And so that's something I've gotten into recently. And I think book club is a really good way for someone like me, who's an introvert, to be able to have an excuse to Go meet up with people, or you can do it virtually these days too, but meet some people, have something that is ready-made to talk about. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not stressed about finding something to talk about. You already know what the topic is going to be. I think that's something that I'm kind of exploring a little bit to see if that's a way to meet new people that may have similar interests and forcing myself to get out of the house a little bit. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that for a lot of these hobbies nowadays, because of social media and the internet, even if you're stuck at home, you can find your community. And so there's so many different level and intensity you can have with these hobbies. And it can be catered to the amount of time you have and Mm -hmm. the amount of money you would like to spend. Until you said it, I almost forgot to say, but... If there's a hobby in this world that I would recommend, reading would definitely be it. Absolutely. First of all, you can do it for almost free because you can get a library card and you can go get books anywhere in the United States. And that is a privilege because there are countries where you absolutely could not go do that, right? So that and you can find all new worlds in books. All of the other hobbies I've ever picked up, I learned about by reading about them. And getting a book that demonstrated them and taught me how to do them. So, and there are so many worlds like in a book and so many points of view of different people 
you can read any genre. You can escape into a fantasy world. You can read about someone's real life. You can be inspired by a historical character. And so I agree with Chi. I'm excited for you to join a book club. And there are so many virtual book clubs now, right? So you don't even have to go in person. You just show up as a Zoom meeting and then you can discuss your book. And I think it's a great, great way to get into reading some genres you maybe wouldn't normally pick for yourself. Yes. And that's exactly what I have started to explore is the fantasy genre. I'm reading to my girls. We are in book two of the Chronicle of Narnia. They're just at the right age. I myself haven't actually read the books, but I'm really enjoying it. And they're really getting into it themselves. And that's never been really a genre that I have really explored before. But I think after the success of George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones, I went back and read the books and really, really fell in love with them, especially the prequel, Fire and Blood. And that one in particular is just my personal favorite. And you're completely right. It's such an escape because he is able to build a world that is so realistic that when you are reading the books, you feel like, yeah, that's probably a place that exists somewhere. So what about you? Any hobby you'd like to try? Yeah. Well, first of all, I was going to say, I'm super excited that you're reading fantasy to the girls now because I'm about to send you the entire set of Harry Potter books. (laughs) We have that on our list. After we finish Chronicle, that's the next one we're going to do. So yes, I will take that when you send it. Fantastic. I'm so excited. Well, hobbies I'd like to try. I saw it on a Facebook video. There's this new puzzle pieces. They're very complex 3D metallic puzzles. They're a company out of China, but they, I think they laser cut these little metal pieces and they're super elaborate and you piece them together and you can make like a very elaborate lantern or like coat of arms or an entire palace that's three-dimensional and fairly small. And I've decided that it's nice enough where I can indulge in it and use it as home decoration. So I've bought myself those kits. They're not inexpensive. So I only bought two for now to try out and see if I really enjoy them. But my husband saw them on the table. He's like, what is this? And I was like, it's a new hobby I'm trying to pick up. So I'm going to try my hand. They're just like real, real delicate kind of elaborate puzzles. So maybe I'll post a picture on our website or something if I finish one of those. I highly recommend puzzles, even if you don't have those expensive, nice 3D ones that Elaine is talking about. (laughs) But puzzle, I have to say, is one of my personal favorite because you can do it as you just by yourself. So obviously it fits me really well. Or you can do it as a group of people working together. It's a great way to do something with your kids, even young kids, that doesn't involve screen time. So I'm a big fan of puzzles. And that's another one where you can do for relatively cheap because if you just get a regular, like made out of cardboard puzzle, you can do them. And then you can also, once you're done, find someone that you can swap puzzles with because there are lots of those people out there too. So you don't necessarily have to always buy new puzzle. You can just work on them and then swap them. So that's another good one. A really great tip actually for puzzles that I've never considered. Usually I just make them, then I take them apart so I can make them again later. <laughs> I, I do that too. And then after a while, you kind of want something new, a new challenge. I love doing puzzles. 
That's it for Easier with a Friend today. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll take some time and reach out to a friend today. Maybe suggest taking up a new hobby together. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com. Check out our website, easierwithafriend.com for today's transcript.